Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life, encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends offering perspectives of hope through Jesus Christ. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview. When I hosted this show in Hawaii, I'm joined with my co-host, Lani Ka'a'a. Join us now. Open your heart to what God has to say to you. Will you let God train you in your career? Whether You work in an office, in retail, on a job site, or as an entrepreneur, will you let God train your hands for work so you can be more fruitful? Scott Ogle, author of the new book, Divine Intelligence, joins us to discuss things like learning to ask questions like Jesus, persuade like the Apostle Paul, problem solve like Joseph, and adapt under pressure, like Esther. We pause here at the beginning of our show, as we typically do, to remind you the reason we have the Good Life radio program, well, dear friend, it's quite simple. It's, it, it's to lead you closer and closer to Jesus Christ, for you to know the love of God and the hope that is found in Jesus, in Jesus who loves you so much, he died on the cross for your sins. Jesus shed his precious blood on that cross to wash your sins away. He was buried, yes, but three days later, he rose again from the grave. And today, the living Christ, who has touched the heart and life of Scott Hogle, reaches out to you. Will you turn to Jesus? Will you turn from your way to God's way? It's called repentance. And open your heart to Christ. Follow him. That's our prayer. That's our hope. In Jesus. Scott Ogle is the author of Divine Intelligence Discover God's Wisdom for Your Work Life. He is a 30 year career broadcaster, president of iHeartMedia Honolulu, best selling author of Persuade, a founding member of the John Maxwell team, and licensed teaching pastor of New Hope Oahu. Scott is married to Kate Ogle. They live in Honolulu, Hawaii, with their sons. Bailey and Casey Scott, welcome back. Welcome back to our show. Aloha. It's great to be with you, Danny and Lonnie, again. Scott, why did you write the book, Divine Intelligence? That's a great question. You know, when I was going into business when I was 20 years old, I had a passion and a pursuit for the things of God. But I noticed there was a big gap, a big divide between what you learn on Sunday and what you can practice on Monday. And... I went to search in the scriptures and discovered that God had a way, a success system, um, not just for drawing closer to him, but drawing closer to him and being successful in the marketplace at the same time. So I went on the hunt in the scriptures and discovered many things throughout my career, which I'm excited to share now in Divine Intelligence. Well, let's let's take that. The, the, this, this synthesis of work and what you learn at church how will divine intelligence help me, help Lonnie, 
help our dear listener in in his or her life and career? That's a great question. So the scripture says, you know, Paul taught Timothy that these things were left behind for our instruction. And if the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, is it possible that there are things and skill sets about sales, leadership, communication, relationships that can help us not just be more successful in our ministry, but also in the marketplace, not just in worship and pursuing God, but in our work life too. And I would submit to you that there is, and God left all of this in the scriptures. But one of the things I've also discovered, Danny, is that we tend to separate the person from the principles of Jesus. So we pursue Jesus, but we ignore his principles. You'd be amazed. There are thousands of principles for success he has put in his word for us to discover. So we could be more fruitful. So we talk about fruitfulness. Take us further. Who who would benefit most from reading your book, Divine Intelligence? Who's Any, it for? Anybody who's a Christian who's working in the marketplace. And if you are called to full-time ministry, that's probably maybe 1% or 2% of us vocationally, but the rest of us have to work for a living. It's nice to be able to work for and make a life, not just a living, but to make a life with Christ in the marketplace. It's time we stop separating God and Jesus and worship from work because by design, God meant for those to be combined. It's why he walked with Adam in the garden every day. And I imagine, Lonnie, that he would walk and at the end of the day, they would talk and he would point to something Adam did or one of the names he gave to one of the animals or he'd point to some work in the garden and they would have conversation about it. And God wants to do the same with you throughout your workday. It's possible to go about your daily business, mm -hmm. but stay and remain in an attitude of worship. This is what the Apostle Paul meant when he said, pray without ceasing. We've separated prayer from performance, but Jesus brings the both together. And divine intelligence will show you how to put the person and the principles of Jesus back together where they belong. You mentioned something just there uh, about the spirit and prayer w without ceasing. And I, I'm wondering if that has anything to do at some point with uh, the idea of, of multitasking M may or may not, but how does someone do that? How does someone bring God, Scott, into their work life? Uh, that's another great question, Danny. You know, it's easier than you might think. We have the ability to be in conversation right now, but thinking, be somewhere else in our mind and thinking about something else or someone else. We have the ability to process and feel and experience many things at multiple times. We do this all day long. So why can't we remain in the presence of God while we go throughout our day? One of my heroes that changed my life, it's actually a 14th century monk named Brother Lawrence I wrote, read about in my early 20s. And Brother Lawrence... He, he had a lowly job within a monastery. He was a dishwasher. But this was the statement he said that changed my life. He said that my time of worship differed not from my time of work. Mm -hmm. So during his time of worship where he was focusing and meditating on God and talking to God and devoting things to God, when he was doing his daily duties as a dishwasher, he was still devoting his conversation, praying without ceasing to God. And he would say this, and then when things would distract him, as soon as he became aware that he was being distracted, he would then return to his devotion of worshiping God, adoring God, thanking God, praying without ceasing, while whether at work or at worship. Now, was that the book, Practicing His Presence? 
Yes, practicing the presence of God. Practicing the presence of God. Brother Lawrence. Well, you you, you talk about this uh, work life, this blending together, this synthesis. Why, Why is it... Why is it something we need to discuss? Why isn't it more... Why don't we live our lives more like that already as believers? Where did the problem come from? You know, I, I, I think it stems from the fact that um, we, we take separating and not being among the world to think that we don't live in the world, but we really do. And God gave us everything we need. I, you know, Danny, I imagine heaven has what I would call a mail room, right? where prayers go up. And if you were to think about the last 20 years, what are things people are always praying for? Well, it's healing, right? They're praying for provision. They're praying for peace. Those are the three that are at the top of the list. It, let's take provision for a minute because we all have to make a living. You know, I imagine God sitting up there sometimes and going, the very thing you're praying for, I've already provided it. It's in my word. And I've written divine intelligence to unpack literally hundreds of different principles and answers to those kinds of prayers so people can realize God's already put the power to heal and find provision in your hand, but we've got to walk it out. And how do we do that in our day-to-day? And not just on the weekend during worship, but during our day-to-day work week. There are many, many endorsing divine intelligence in corporate America from companies like Microsoft, iHeartRadio, Nordstrom, AT&T, Spectrum, Pfizer, even the, even the Seattle Seahawks. Why are so many people supporting the idea of working with God at their work while they work? You know, there's Christians all throughout America, and they all have jobs. So divine intelligence isn't creating Christians, but... It's creating conversations about Christ among Christians in the workplace. That's always been happening. You know, at our Hawaii prayer breakfast a couple of years ago, Tony Evans said the funniest thing. He said, you know, everyone else is coming out of the closet. You might as well too. And we live in a land of the free and the brave. And, um, you know, Christians have right to be, rights to be able to speak about what they want to speak about too. But that's what, not what divine intelligence is about. It's about Again, helping people take what they experience with the power and the presence of God during the weekend, bring it into their workday so they can experience all that God has. I think we're going to get to heaven one day and we're going to see all the things we left on the table, all the things he provided for us. You're listening to Scott Hogel. Scott is the best-selling author of the book Persuade. He's also iHeartMedia Broadcasting's uh, executive president, Scott Hogel. His new book, Divine Intelligence, is a devotional available for you at scotthogel.com. Find out more about Scott there. Find out about his story. Find out, hey, this is, Lonnie, this is Scott's fourth time here on The Good Life Radio. When we come back from our break, you're going to hear more from Scott. Heart to heart, that's one of the things I love about Scott Hogel. God has given him a, a unique mind. Uh, unique creativity, a love for people, a love for God that is able to bring together in a unique way, distill uh, the, 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 the scriptures and put it in a way that people can use God's word and let God's word reach into them and use them 
for his purpose. ScottHogle.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life Namelessly beneath the barren sky Leave it to me James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Lani Ka'a'a. Please enjoy. What a great uh, book you you brought up in the first segment, uh, Scott. It's one of my favorites, Practicing the Presence of God. In fact, I'm in the middle of a devotional uh, that was written based on that book. And um, I tell you, that book has sp- spoken to me throughout my life. Thank you for bringing that up. And, you know, books do that. You know, books uh, change your life. The Bible certainly does. The Practice of the Presence of God. And and I think this book is is an amazing um, uh, testimony to both your life and what you've done, but also will speak so much to so many people. What motivated you? What called you to write the book? Great question, Lonnie. You know, and I would say the religion, the religious aspect of the sure, book. Sure, you talked about why 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 a religious book. So it was always inside of me. I've lived my entire career looking for answers in the Bible for my life, not just for topics we would discuss at church, but in my day-to-day life. And I discovered that, you know, when I was in sales or leader, if I was in sales, you know, the Apostle Paul has a lot to say and teach about how he persuaded people as the chief officer in charge of evangelism for the gospel. If you learn, if you look at how he connected with people in his writings, he wrote over half the New Testament there's a secret there in terms of how to develop the charisma of Christ mm-hmm. and how to add value to people, increase your influence in the marketplace. Solomon's story about the baby and the sword, that's a devotional that I wrote. He's the one who invented emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. not the guy who wrote the first book a couple of decades ago. So literally placed throughout the scriptures is God's wisdom for us to discover. So. The short answer is it was out of need, out of desperosity, but also a belief that every challenge you face in life, God has put something in the scriptures, whether through his written word or through his spoken word as you read it, through the Rima or the Logos, that 
He's got an answer for you. Mm. And I've discovered that to be true. There's been times that reading Daniel saved my job. Reading Proverbs 15.1, you know, saved a relationship and stopped a fight with my wife. Mm -hmm. So everything you need for life, for love, for success, for prosperity, even poverty, if that's what you desire, you can find that too in the Bible. But also most importantly, how to get closer to Jesus. You know, uh, Jenna Lucada Smith said, talked about bringing Jesus into your everyday everythings. And that's what this is about. Mm. It's practicing the presence of God, using what he's given us to experience life and walk through life. Mm. Not just when you're singing in adoration, but practicing the will of God. And as David said, he trains my hands for war. What has God called you to do? Because he can train your hands for that too. And it's in the scriptures. Divine intelligence will show you the breadcrumbs to all of that. So, so give us a taste of what you write on learning to ask questions like Jesus. Great. So there's an interesting book. I'll just tell you what the title of it is. It's called Jesus is the Question, and the subtitle was this, the 307 questions that Jesus asked and the three that he answered. Now think about that for a minute. God is a Socratic. If you think about the most important conversations throughout Scripture, what was God saying? Well, he wasn't saying anything. He was actually asking. To Adam, he said, where are you? To Solomon, he said, what can I do for you? To Hagar, he said, where are you going? To Elijah, he said, what are you doing here? So God's first first response to us when he finds us is often to ask a question. See, when I ask a question, I'm seeking to understand before I'm understood. I'm trying to meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to connect with you. So God's heart to us isn't to just give us a command. It's to put you first. I think I read that somewhere. Some call it the golden rule or the second greatest commandment. And if we practice that every day in the marketplace, if we model what Jesus did, right? If we model what the Father did throughout Scripture, when you ask questions, it has, the, it, has, it has the magnetic attraction of pulling people towards you versus when you make statements, it has the emotional impact of pushing them away. The more I ask about you, the more you're attracted to me. And that can lead to the charisma of Christ and creating favor in your life yeah. versus if I'm always talking about you, I'm interested in impressing you versus impacting you. If I want to impact you, I'm going to ask questions the way Jesus did, which will draw you to me. If I want to impress you, I'll talk about myself, which will turn you off from me. That's a long answer to your question. No, good. But it's one of hundreds of things that the Lord left behind in the scriptures, and it shows up everywhere. And I've put those and many others in divine intelligence. What does it mean to speak like the great statesman Daniel? What a great question. You guys are full of great questions. You know, the scripture says faith comes by hearing and that by hearing the word of God. To speak like a great statesman, you have to speak the words of God. And if we know Daniel's life has done anything, he relied on the Lord and he was under fire constantly right when he was first brought to Babylon in the lion's den. Mm -hmm. And you see how carefully, 
how carefully he would pick his words when he would speak to Nebuchadnezzar or Darius. And what always struck me about Daniel was, you know, even when his life was at risk, he had a custom of going to his rooftop to pray and he would open up the doors where everybody could see, not to show off, but to show God that even the laws of man could not stop his pursuit of the Lord. So to speak like the great statesman Daniel is to speak the words of God. It's to go to God and ask him for what is a sure word in this situation that I can speak to the rulers? Because when your life depends on it, you'll learn to speak like Daniel because mm -hmm. the consequences can be so great. Uh, what about how do you problem solve like Joseph? That's a great question too. You know, it's amazing how God has left throughout scriptures breadcrumbs to help us live out our calling. A problem is a open door of opportunity for God to advance you and his purposes in your life. A lot of people see problems in the impossible as dead ends, but God sees them as doorways. So to apply the mind of Christ to the crisis that you're facing in your life and your work environment to the unsolvable, remember what Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. So here's the short answer. How do you problem solve like Joseph? You bring God into your problem. You bring it before him. This is how you bring him into your work and not just your worship. When you're facing things, you bring everything into the quiet time. The, the issues I'm facing this week, I respond the same way as the issues I was facing last week and this week last year. I bring them to God because I'm remaining in an attitude of prayer and I'm saying, Lord, what should I do with this? And it, it, to be really honest with you, there's sometimes I get frustrated I wrote on a post-it note out of a moment of crisis and frustration a couple months ago. I was almost yelling at God. I wasn't angry at God, but I said, this isn't working because I needed him to move quicker. <laughs> but it's in peace and patience possess you your souls, right? But how do you problem solve like Joseph's back to the question? It's bringing God into the problem. Let him come up with a divine solution. And by the way, it's worth saying we have something much better than Joseph and Daniel and Moses and David and the, the sages in the scriptures. We have Christ in us, not just God's present around us. So we are without excuse. We should go farther. We should run faster. We should draw closer because he who created the universe lives with inside of us. Persuade is your theme, your theme song. Scott Hogle. Well, what does the Apostle Paul have to teach us about persuasion? It's a great, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because if you learn, if you look at the first devotional I wrote, it's called, number one, it's called Winning with People. Paul is a, a master at connecting with people. Paul would walk into the room and first acknowledge them. He would show respect. He'd create the atmosphere of honor by finding something to appreciate about somebody. Mm -hmm. And every one of his letters starts that way too. So he would speak to the greatness inside of him. Everybody has a piece of God's DNA that God's given to them. He would speak to that. He would talk about not just who they were, but who he sees them becoming. And it would elevate the room with the atmosphere of honor. So he would connect and it would draw people to him and his influence would increase already. And then he would look for a common ground to the unknown God. I noticed you worship an unknown God. 
he'd find something to connect in, something to come into agreement with, and then he would begin to make his argument. So it's kind of funny because Paul sometimes would use phrases like, I didn't come to you with eloquent speech. (laughs) Paul was as eloquent as they came. He relied on Christ and the power of Christ. But if you look at the way he wrote and the way he spoke, he's an extraordinary persuader. And I think that's why the Lord used him so mightily because he also had an incredibly humble heart. You'll hear more and, and get more, much more, in Scott Ogle's book, Divine Intelligence, written for people of faith in today's workplace, corporate America, entrepreneurs, and career-minded Christians. Divine Intelligence by Scott Hogel. Well, it's a bridge. A bridge to help people integrate their weekend worship with everyday work life. Scott Hogel's with us today. We appreciate you, dear friend, spending the time with us, listening to his heart. You know, when you listen to someone, try to listen to their heart. Sometimes there are windows through the words that they say. And in a way, I wish you could see what Lonnie and I see, a a man that is uh, full of fire and yet feet on the ground, understanding where people are because he's lived life. It's like uh, incarnational. Didn't Jesus teach us by his example? More from Scott Ogle, scottogle.com. Stay with us. Beneath the barren sky, leave it to me. I lead you home. Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. In what way have you seen God work powerfully in your life? Do you have a story to share about God's provision and deliverance? Have you experienced God's healing? Do you have a testimony that will encourage others? First Thessalonians 5:11 says. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. I want to share your story on our radio podcast. Please visit drdanny.live and share your Jesus story by clicking on the link at the top left of the home page. If you'd like to share your testimony in the form of a letter, send your correspondence to Formation Institute, P.O. Box 381-222, Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02238. That's Formation Institute, P.O. Box 381-222, Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02238. Hear me calling. Hear me calling. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Lani Ka'a'a. Please enjoy. What do Esther and Abigail have to teach us about adapting under pressure? Great question. Well, let me talk about Abigail first. She's one of my favorite characters. And this is an example of something God left behind for us to find. If you remember the story of Abigail, her husband Nabal was considered a fool. The scripture calls him a fool. And if God calls him a fool, he's probably a fool. Long story short, David comes back 
after defending Nabal's um, livestock and goods and asked Nabal to help feed some of his men. Nabal roughs David up verbally, and David gets so angry, he's going to come back and kill him. But watch what this wise woman does. She, when she hears David's on back on the way back with his men to kill her husband, she sends gifts ahead of time and food, the very thing David wants. But listen to what she said to David. Ladies, it's so easy to get a man. Just do what Abigail did. She begins to talk to David about the greatness inside of him. She begins to talk to David about his giftedness. She says, my, she acknowledges that her husband is a fool. Please accept this gift. So then she says, let the blame be on me. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew none of this had to do, anything to do with Abigail. But then she says, God's going to deal with him like a rock in a sling. What's she doing? Mm-hmm. She's talking to him about what's on his mind. She's talking to him about a superpower. She's talking to him about the gift God gave him. And then she says this to him. She speaks to him about his future. Don't become our king in the future, which is your destiny with blood stained on your hand for this incident. Mm -hmm. So if you look at what Abigail did and you study that conversation, she knows how to handle a man. And it's not just for how to handle men. It's how you can capture the attention and the mind and the focus of anybody. And by the way, later in the story, Nabal dies. Guess who David called next time he was coming through the territory? Hey, you've got some time. Let's have some coffee. She became his wife. She's one of the wisest women in the Bible. Amen. I have studied Abigail. I have prayed to be more like Abigail <laughs> in all of my work. But I'm interested as well in 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 so many of the other characters. Yeah. Um, but let's get deeper in your book, Divine Intelligence. How do you perceive Christ connecting all these dots? Well, it's all inside of Christ. In fact, you have with inside of you wisdom greater than Solomon called Christ in you. So whatever it is you need in this season of your life, whatever you're struggling with today, James 1.4 says, if you lack wisdom, if you need help, ask of me. We've got to start asking more. We've got to keep talking to God all throughout the day, which by design is why God made you for unbroken fellowship. So everything you're in pursuit of, every need you have, how Christ connects the dots is there's this thing in our brain called a reticular activator. It's basically the attention center of your brain. Whatever you're focused on, your mind will naturally automatically begin to see all these things in your universe. By the way, when you read the scriptures, which is alive and active according to Hebrews 4.12, things will start to pop off the page based on the needs you have in your life. So That's how Christ connects the dots. He connects it through his written word and his spoken word in your life. And he uses the intelligence he's already put inside of you in the hard wiring called the reticular activator to bring it all together. With that, Scott, describe, describe what bringing, bringing God to work, describe what that means to you. That's a great question. Let me first tell you what it's not. Divine Intelligence is not a book about witnessing at work. Mm -hmm. So I have Christ in me. I'm very dedicated to the Lord. People around me know that I'm a believer. But here's what I don't do. When I'm doing teachings, I may use a proverb from time to time. 
I'll always teach with biblical principles like persuade is filled with biblical principles, but I don't quote scripture. I don't cross those lines because that would be inappropriate. I don't go out, I don't create offense. I don't witness unless somebody's hurting and the door is open. But do I live my life as a Christian? Yes. Do they know who I am? Yes. So I represent Christ in the work environment, but it's, I desire to have an excellent spirit like a Daniel. So I practice the things I learn about Daniel. I desire to be very successful as a problem solver. So I practice what I learn about Joseph. And when I'm in a presentation, I make it a point to communicate, connect, and frankly, close like the Apostle Paul. And I think that's what, what God had in mind to walk through this life with Christ in us. I've heard, we took, we're circling back a bit. I've heard that multitasking is to be avoided. But in your book, you talk about multitasking, specifically multitasking in the spirit. Describe what you mean. The scripture says we're seating with Christ in the heavenly realms. You are there right now in your spirit. We have the ability to receive from the mind of Christ while our mental motor is going somewhere else. And let me describe differently the two types of voices. When you're thinking about something, you can feel your brain thinking because you're processing, you're doing the math, you're doing the Ben Franklin. What if I do this or that? That's your mind working. But simultaneously, while you're waiting on an answer from God, he could whisper something into your spirit. Now you've just done two things at once. More practically speaking, while I'm listening to your questions, I'm listening to what the Lord might lead me to answer while I'm answering simultaneously. This is the hardwiring that God's given us the ability. But here's where we fall short as believers. We multitask on the wrong things. You've heard it said before, worrying is nothing more than meditating, but meditating on the wrong things. So why can't I go through my workday? Why can't I leave my time of devotion in the morning like Brother Lawrence, carry his presence through my workday, and as I have problems, bring God into that? As I have conversations, listen to what's being said and also what's not being said and see what God might lead me to do because his word is alive and active inside of me. Lonnie, I, I, I'm appreciating the, the, the vigor of the wrestling that goes mm -hmm. on. The fact, Scott, that you have engaged and tried to cross this bridge of church life, spiritual life, the, the life in the, in the pew, so to speak, of worship, but actually crossing the bridge of actually actual worship in the workplace. Yeah. How to distill the scriptures, the biblical teaching through the characters that are highlighted in your book, Divine Intelligence. You're listening to Scott Hogle. He's the author of the new book, Divine Intelligence. When we come back in our final segment, you're going to hear from him. Well, we're going to Talk about shutting God, stop shutting God out. And uh, how might someone include God in their work life? We'll talk about that and a few other things when we come back. Scott Ogle, he says, divine intelligence is like a scriptural Swiss army knife. I love that, Scott. That will help people decode the wisdom of the ages found in scripture. 
to help them become more successful in life. Divine Intelligence is available to you, dear friend, scotthogle.com, available also at Amazon and other places. Stay with us. We'll be back. Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. A woman in Boston recently told me, I listen to your program every day and was inspired by the man who became an NFL quarterback. A person in Orlando said, I heard your podcast of the man who came to God during the Jesus movement. Another friend said, that pastor who gave one of his organs to a boy without ever meeting the child touched me about Jesus' love. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is made possible through financial partners. Would you consider sending a gift to keep our program going? Podcasts have been downloaded in 49 states and 35 nations in the last six months. Please help us expand our reach. Go to drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. That's drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview. When I hosted this show in Hawaii, I'm joined with my co-host, Lani Ka'a. Please enjoy. Lani, a question for Scott mm-hmm. as we begin to wrap up this yeah, part of the show. Yeah, so so much you've, you, you've said, and it, it brings to mind the scripture in 1 Corinthians where Paul talks about the natural man, the intelligence we have, and the spirit man, and the struggle that we have as Christians to increase our time with the Lord in order to increase our time uh, you know, walking in the way of the spirit man. And And my question to you is, you have done so many things where you've had conflict, you've had leadership issues, you've had executive management challenges, where you've had to decide this is the direction we're going, though my intelligence says differently. My spirit man says, I will I will walk in the presence. Mm. Can you give an example of a time when that was a decision you made and how that turned out? Absolutely. Um, here's an example of a crisis I faced just within the last year. I had a chief engineer resign. As you introduced me, I'm the president of iHeartMedia Honolulu. That's a pretty important position, mm-hmm. and that's a very tough position to replace. Mm-hmm. So I've learned through use to apply the mind of Christ in my situation. So I said to the Lord, okay, how do you want to use this? Mm-hmm. Churchill said, never let a good crisis go to waste. In fact, I had a manager walk in, and they said, Scott, I'm so sorry you have to deal with this. I'm so sorry that you have to replace a very difficult position. How are you going to do it? And he really felt bad for me. And I looked at my smile and said, no, this is great. We couldn't have a David without a Goliath. I'm really curious to see how God's going to use this. And I went to the Lord in prayer. And by the way, in prayer, not I don't just mean that day. I was praying without ceasing. This is a pretty big problem. I would even walk my hallways in prayer walk with inside of myself. And did I pray 
the next day and the next day. And then, yes, I prayed the prayer of faith and then waited with expectation, knowing that my God heard me and he's going to have a solution for it. There's a solution to every problem. I may not know what it is right away, but that's what it means to bring everything into prayer. And this is one ex- one example of many crises. Is I'm facing things right now on how to help people get raises and make more money. Mm-hmm. God's made me very successful in some of that. And other things, the door has shut. So I'm still pushing on that door. Ask, seek, and knock. Lord, how do you want to use this? What is the strategy you would implement mm-hmm. for this? Because I believe he's got an answer for it. And you know what I love about that? I just want to make a comment is you didn't rush to the solution of, Lord, help me find a new person. You said, Lord, what will you do with this situation? Maybe a new person, maybe. But you step that far back. And by the way, and, here's the here's what happened. Mm. Not only did I find a new person, but in the midst of the crisis, I got attention from all these massive mm. other engineers, which then identified all the problems we were having in our building. Wow. And they came up with this punch list. We didn't even just get a new person. We got everything fixed in the meantime. And there were, and so many more good things mm-hmm. came out of it because I brought it to the altar and said, I'm on assignment. This is your problem, not mine. Tell me, Lord, how to fix it. Lonnie, you touch on something that you know, we, we could easily just move right over really quick. And Scott, you've elaborated that in your in your life. I mean, this is a current rather current situation. This idea about shutting God out. Mm. When you hear those words, Scott Ogle, stop shutting God out. How does it make you feel? You know, if if you're feeling distance from God, it's quite possible that that's because of, that's where you put him. He's always with you. Could you imagine walking through the day with your spouse or somebody very important to you and never saying a word to them? This is what we do with God every day. And this is the heartbreak of God. Mm-hmm. He made us for a relationship, for fellowship, for unbroken communion. But yet we've separated the secular from the sacred. Mm-hmm. We've misinterpreted the command to not be of the world, just walk through the world. We are here to make a difference. We're here to live out a purpose. We're here to serve the Lord. And but more than anything, we are first called to fellowship above all things. If you do everything else successful, even if I use the word of God and apply the principles of Jesus and the mind of Christ better than anyone, but I fail with the relationship piece, if I fail with fellowship with the Lord, I failed in my life. So I don't know how we can separate the two, but we do it all day long. We separate the principles and person from Jesus. Divine intelligence will show you how to bring it all back together. You know, so so needed, and I remember the the beginning of this conversation where Danny said, "Why are we even talking about this? Right? Why are we even talking about this?" And yet, it is the the struggle of every morning. And and I guess my my question to you is, have you thought about why people struggle with this? Like, what is the what is at the heart of the why we struggle to live in the workplace, as we would in in church or in any other area of our life? What is the fear? I think, one, people don't know how. Two, and shame on us as Christians, a lot of them don't read the Bible. They don't realize God's provided a lot of answers to what they're facing. Um, and, and three, I think there is a little bit of an intimidation factor. Mm-hmm. The enemy's taken great ground in the work environment. And now that the enemy even wants to control your thought life, 
In fact, I talk about the four voices in divine intelligence. And again, this divine intelligence isn't about evangelizing in the work environment. It's about bringing God into everything you do because when you do that, his presence gets magnified in you and around you and other people will feel that. Mm -hmm. Go a little further about the thought life. What is described in the book? And, and, and as you do, Scott, maybe take some time to, to, dis, to uh, disclose to us a bit about the structure of the way you set up the book. Sure. Devotionally. So it's a 52-week book. It doesn't start on January 1. It starts on Monday. So it's Monday through Friday, 52 weeks. In one of the devotions, and you'll notice the, the names in the table of contents, one of them is called The Four Voices. So in the four voices, I talk about the four voices you have to distinguish in your life. And believe it or not, the most important one is not God's. The most important one is yours. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to separate your voice from God's voice so you can put his voice above your voice. You have to identify the difference between other people's voices and influences in your life. And then four, you have to know who the devil is. Mm -hmm. What's the enemy's voice? And once you can separate them, you can see them coming at you. You can know what's influencing and moving you. So when you're facing a crisis, you're asking God to help solve your problem, which he wants us to bring those to him. We can then put his voice above our voice in our own emotions. We can separate from that. And that's very important because just as what happened with Eve and the serpent in the garden, the minute we don't, we don't embrace God's voice, another steps up to take mm -hmm. its place. Mm -hmm. So we have to distinguish and differentiate the different voices in our minds and in our lives mm -hmm. so we can pick the right one. Someone wants to get the book. How do they get it, Scott Ogle? So wherever books are sold, Amazon uh, logos here in Honolulu, uh, Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. So wherever books are sold, you can find divine intelligence. And it makes a great gift for a stocking suffer mm -hmm. or uh, for a loved one. Divine intelligence available uh, for you. Scott, someone listening says, man, the, 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 the words just roll off his tongue. Mm -hmm. he's, got a, he's got a golden, he's like John Chrysostom, you know, he's got a <laughs> golden, golden tongue. How can I hear him speak? Well, New Hope, Oahu, but would you be open? Are there other uh, venues, maybe a corporate setting, maybe a government setting, maybe an educational setting that someone wants to invite Scott Hogle to speak about the things that you do. Absolutely. Yeah, I speak to Christian groups. I, I speak every week to secular groups where I don't use Scripture. And it's Christ in me speaking, whether I'm quoting the Bible or not. So certainly um, at New Hope Oahu, every four to five weeks, I'm a teaching pastor there. Uh, but if you've got a company event, or um, you know whether it's here in Hawaii or on the mainland, be happy to uh, talk to you about that. Mm -hmm. ScottOgle.com, a, a time of prayer. We've got a couple minutes left. Uh, would you pray for our listeners as we've shared a lot? And then it trickles down into their hearts mm -hmm. in their own unique way as God would so lead by His Spirit. But to press it further, Scott Ogle, please, in prayer. Father, thank you so much for being here with us. By design, Lord, you have created us to be with you and to never be without you. And I know that's what you meant when you said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Lord, I pray for those that hearing the sound of my voice today that, and those who pick up a copy of Divine Intelligence, 
they would realize, Lord, that your voice is present, it's alive, it's active inside of them. But there's so much more you have for them and to bring them fruitfulness in every area of their life, not just during weekend worship, Lord, but during weekday work. I pray that divine intelligence would be a book to everyone who pick, be a bridge to everyone who picks it up, to bring you into their everyday everythings, Lord, and to realize how easy it is to do by just involving you in their problems, involving you in their victories, and then sharing you with those closest to them. Lord, I thank you for this special time together. Holy Spirit, I know that your goal for us is bring us into the full measure of Christ into maturity. And I pray you would use this book into the hearts of everyone listening to us today to bring us that much closer to perfection in Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The book is Divine Intelligence, written by Scott Hogel, available at bookstores everywhere. Find out more about Scott at scotthogel.com. Scott, I'm going to give it back to you one last time, a parting shot to our dear listeners. A parting shot. Well, there's so many shots I've already fired. I will say this. At the end of every devotional, there actually is a parting thought. So the way the scripture, the way the devotion is structured, there's a title of scripture, there's a teaching, there's a reflect a connect section, and then there's also the parting thought. So there's not just one parting thought, but there's 260 that you can find. If you go to scotthogel.com, you'll actually find a free PDF, which is a daily journal that you can follow along with. Captivating words from Scott Hogel, scotthogel.com. My friend, God's timing is perfect. And there's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. And look, if you haven't done so, hey, this might be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Go to drdanny.live for next steps and resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and major platforms. Proverbs 2, verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Scott Hogel, scotthogel.com. Until next time, along with my co-host, Lonnie Ka'a, my producer, Brian Torres, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, guest coordinator, Jan Yi, and board operator, Joseph Valdivieso. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.